Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard, and we are back. Uh, we missed you. Uh, I heard people missed us, too. We hadn't done a show in a little while. Uh, things have been kind of crazy, obviously. Uh, it's kind of the theme of 2020, but uh, we're back. Uh, the format's kind of the same. We're going to talk a little bit about the league and what's going on with hockey coming up in 2021. There's some Ducks news as well. The 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 new quote unquote Wild Wing jersey is out, so we'll discuss that. We have a little giveaway that we're doing. There's also some trade rumors that we'll talk about, and plenty and plenty of fan questions, which we always appreciate, uh, and we love the support. Uh, obviously, when there's there hasn't been much uh, hockey to talk about, but before we get to hockey and and what's going on uh, in the league and the Ducks and whatnot kind of catch up with each other. Uh, Eddie and I were supposed to meet last week. Unfortunately, I couldn't. Uh, some things that, with work, but uh, uh, how you been, Eddie? Did you have a good uh, Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving was awesome. We had all our family, friends come over. We had about 24, 25 people over, so it was a little a little overwhelming at first, just hosting it and making sure everyone's comfortable, making sure everyone has drink in their hand and, and everyone knows everybody. And, and not have people just be awkward in the corner, but everyone's socializing. So that was kind of, kind of overwhelming at first. This is the only second time I've ever hosted in my life. So, but like overall, it went went great. It was cool. Fortunately, I couldn't drink as much as I wanted to because I had to work the next day. And it come to find out, I didn't have to work after all. But oh, that's a whole different story. I can complain about that at some other time. But it, it was fun. It was great. Uh, life's been going good for me. Uh, work's been been busy making money, doing that, hitting the gym still. Uh, just trying to be healthier and and kind of keep my head up and keep my head above water and above the clouds and just try to live my best life the last few months we have of 2020 and uh, I've no, no complaints over here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I had a, a good Thanksgiving as well. Hung out with a family, uh, two different uh, family locations. You know, go to one and go to the other, that kind of thing. So everything went well. Had a great time. And uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're at the like light at the end of the tunnel, Eddie. I mean, it's the beginning of December. It's like holy crap, uh, 2020 is almost over. Like, praise the Lord, right? Like, I mean, you, you were kind of at the end there hoping, you know, 2021 comes around the corner. So uh, a little uh, hope there, you know, like you said, I'm trying to stay above water as well. I have uh, been working out uh, a lot more as people see me post on my Facebook. I talk about running. You know, I live by Honda Center, literally down the street. So I, I run by it uh, a couple times a week. I've been doing different uh, exercises because, um, you know, I gained a lot of weight earlier in the year. We talked about this before in the show, and then I pretty much lost all of it now uh, about two months ago. But I'm staying on my regiment. You know, I still eat bad a little bit here and there, still have a drink here and there and whatnot, obviously. But uh, things have, uh, you know, been good, uh, just like you said, work as well and, and whatnot. So no complaints. Uh, you know, just try to be positive, like I tell people, my blood type and keep on rolling. Um one other thing too, uh, we usually don't talk about this, but uh, we actually are recording on December 7th, which is uh, Pearl Harbor Day. So I did want to mention this also, uh, Veterans Day was uh, of course in November and we didn't do a show in that month. So just want to give a shout out you know, to you too, Eddie, as well. Um, and as some of my uh, friends and family, you know that uh, my dad served in Vietnam and three out of four of my grandparents 
uh, fought in World War II. So obviously veterans are a big deal uh, to me. Uh, of course, it is for Eddie, and I always appreciate the service that he's done uh, and, and other friends as well. Um, that I know personally or through my work uh, and, and uh, you know and I just basically want to give a shout out to everybody including you Eddie um, you know and just never forget Pearl Harbor 9-11 oh uh, thank you Mike uh, the, the, I think you, you said it best uh, I don't think anyone else could have said it as perfect as you did and you know, the, thank you again for being able to to recognize that it's Pearl Harbor Day a lot, a lot of people forget a lot of people just kind of just post it just kind of like, hey i'm posting it just to post it but when you say and you post it you really mean it from the heart so like that really means a lot to me and i'm sure everyone else that's listening if you had family or friends that that, that are connected with pearl harbor i'm pretty sure you can appreciate this too and and with that i just want to tell everybody i you know as we get into our hockey stuff i hope you had a, a great thanksgiving i hope you're staying safe and uh you know obviously i hope you're going to have a merry christmas as well um as we're doing this show you know a couple weeks uh before that holiday uh, that's coming up and then of course new year's as well so with that uh let's roll into what's going on we'll talk about the league first um some confusion as to what is going on which uh, we had uh, michael whittle from facebook asked us that uh, about the dates of when the nhl will return if you remember from the last podcast and kind of what's been going on the last couple months They've been talking about a January 1st start date, and then that seemed to kind of get put on the back burner. And then they were talking about January 15th, which if you don't know, that's my birthday. Uh, so I'm like January 1st, you know, 15th would be a great birthday present to have the NHL start. Um, Eddie is also a Capricorn too. I think that's why we get along so well. But uh what do you think, Eddie? Uh, I, I don't know if they make that January first date. Um, you know, it may have to be January fifteenth. There's been some, you know, scuttlebutt about maybe February, which might be too late uh, of a start because um, wherever the starts, I, I just don't see an eighty-two game season as well. It's going to have to be some kind of a, a shortened season, I would think. And no, we've been saying this from the start. There's no way they're going to get an eighty-two game season. I don't know what they were thinking. It's just like they were like gonna play what one, two, or three games a day for one team, when triple headers. It, it wasn't gonna happen. I think January fifteenth on your birthday is it, the more feasible date that's that's gonna start. And remember too, once the once the the NHL announces a date and announces training camps, the Ducks and all the other teams that didn't make the playoffs will have it like additional few weeks early to get on the ice and have their training camp start up early so they can get with the groove of things. So um, whenever we get that date, just be excited because the Ducks are going to be on the ice two weeks or two, two or three weeks before any other team starts their training camp. So that's something to be uh, happy about. But January 15th seems like the, the most, uh, most reasonable date. Now, if they do end up canceling the season because of what's going on, I think it's going to be a detrimental blow to, to, to the NHL. They're, they're not the biggest, I guess, how do I say this without sounding mean, but... Like out of the top four, I guess major sports—baseball, football, basketball, even soccer—like hockey's kind of down there. And I, I was reading or listening to a podcast saying that hockey lost some some fan base too with the, with everything with the hub and how the season ended. So uh, the most important thing is having the season get going and having fans still get excited about it. You, you don't want to lose fans because of this, and you're you're not one of those sports that has a luxury that can just take a season off and, hey, we'll just start up and come back next season, a full 82 season, because you're going to lose a lot of fans and you're going to lose uh, uh, like some of your hardcore fan bases and they really can't afford to do that. 
I agree 100%. And if you didn't catch it, I was on my buddy's podcast, the uh, Seattle Sports Diaries. Uh, my buddy, Michael McDonald, was, uh, that runs it, had me on there. We were talking about this actual thing and some other topics, too. I, I posted on Facebook and a couple other links if you didn't um, get to uh, listen to it. But I said exactly what you said, Eddie. We talked about you know, an abbreviated season and what if the league decided to not have a season. And to me, I think that's the worst thing that they could possibly do because you're, you're going to lose a whole bunch of stuff. And, and now you're talking about basically like lockout territory, right? Remember, we've had a couple of those. And the league can't survive and it can come back from that. But... As you talked about, some fans are going to be like, okay, I'm out, bye, you know, and then others will, you know, come back and stay and still be into it. But I don't think that's going to help. As far as the fan situation goes, we don't know that either. Uh, I reached out to my ticket rep for the Ducks. They're they're following what the league's doing. So that's a whole other issue, uh, whether they're going to have some fans or not, because if you watch some of these other sports, it depends on what state you're in. And I'm not going to get political, but it just... Depends on who's running what, right? That's deciding the fans. And and obviously, California, we've got some serious issues with that. So I don't know how they're going to do that. But they did come up with another idea, which I thought was interesting, Eddie, is they talked about outdoor games. Elliot Freeman had an article, and they basically talked about the Ducks, the Kings, the Bruins, and the Penguins talking about doing this, talking about playing in Carson, uh, which Adam T-Town from uh, Instagram asked us about if the Ducks would play there and share the rink with the Kings. I haven't heard anything specific. Uh, it's obviously been discussed, and that's something that they're looking at because of the, you know being able to play outdoors and have fans should be okay. But uh, again, it depends on the jurisdiction. If you look at football, some places have fans, some don't. Like, again, I'm not going to go into all that. It is what it is. But... I would really like outdoor games. I think it would be exciting. Carson's a little bit farther of a drive for me, which would which would be terrible uh, because, like I said, I live down the street from Honda Center. That part wouldn't be fun. But I'm not totally against it if more of the teams want to do this and have outdoor games. I just, again, I, I don't know how the, the fans would play into it. But what are your thoughts on, on possibly having a bunch of the league uh, or even if it's just these four teams you know, playing outdoor games for 2021? I don't care where they play. I just want to go and watch a damn game. I, I don't. I don't Amen. Care. They, can play, they can go play in Minnesota, and I'll. And I hate Minnesota. I hate that team. I hate their arena. And I'd go fly over there and pay money. I don't care. I just want to watch a game. I don't care if I have to pay twenty something dollars for a beer. I, I just want to go and, and. And at this point, I don't care if I'm gonna have to pay a hundred, maybe hundred and twenty a ticket just to see the nosebleeds, just to watch a damn game. I'm so deprived and want to be at a game, a live sporting event. Well, not sporting hockey game. I don't really care much about going to other sports. But I, I just want to go and watch a game. It's, this is getting ridiculous with the no fans. It, it's just, no, do something. Uh, we, we, have to, we have to get back to normal. Uh, mental health is a hell of a lot scarier than, than what's going on right now. It takes a lot more lives. And just people just being locked in their house and being afraid. It's, it's not the way to do business. We have to get back to the swing of things. And like I said, I, I don't care where they play. I'll drive the car. I hate, I hate driving to L.A. <laughs> uh, the traffic was I, I you know what I hate driving period I always tell people if I won the lottery I will never in my life drive again because I hate driving like, I, I don't like if you guys just hear a five minute conversation of me just going down the street it's going to be like whoa what the hell this guy's nuts <laughs> that's how much I hate I don't care it's outdoor game under underground game 
in, in the middle of nowhere game, desert game. Just, just let's get some hockey and let the fans go and, and the people that, that want to go and watch live game. Just let them be part of it. Hey, you could uh, buy a Tesla and then just the Tesla will just drive you where you want, you know? Oh, I know. <laughs> you know everyone keep buying Tesla too because I have stock in Tesla and just I bought it real cheap and it's it's getting up there now. So it is. About that. It is. As a side note, we're not promoting promoting them. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but we're just saying, hey, you know, uh, there are some good stock options out there if you're watching. But the other part of this that's really interesting too is, okay, you have the start date, right? We're not sure. January 1st, 15th, February Shortened season, we're pretty sure that's going to happen. I'm thinking more around the 48-game realm. And then, of course, the outdoor aspect of it may or may not go with some teams. But then let's throw another wrench into this. If you didn't hear this already, they're talking about shaking up the divisions because of the border issue uh, as related to COVID and whatnot between Canada and the U.S. So they're talking about a division with just the Canadian teams. It's kind of crazy. We, we had an article that was uh, written by our, our girl, uh, Allison, on the, on the Putt Network. Good, good one covering this. But they would have to do some really major shakeup because they would pull all the Canadian teams from each division, make up one division of Canadian teams, and then they'd have to figure out out of the other four what they're going to do. Um, sounds like they might combine like the Central and the Pacific together and then maybe somehow keep the metro and atlantic somewhat closer i mean i don't know because obviously the pacific gets affected a great deal right because you've got calgary edmonton and vancouver all in that division so they have to pull from there uh the central's not as bad you've got winnipeg in there right uh and then uh, you know also affected too is, is definitely the eastern conference because you're sitting there with montreal uh ottawa toronto the other teams you've got to figure out so it may be something where they kind of mesh the Central and the Pacific together and then, you know, somehow do something with the Atlantic uh, and maybe they just cut the Central and split them, you know, amongst those or something. I, I don't know exactly how that would work, but I, I think that's kind of interesting if they're going to do that, which they're also talking about then having four hub cities as well. So there may be some, uh, you know, geographic stuff played into that. Uh, maybe Central Canada for all those teams and then for the U.S., you know, maybe something on the West, something on the East and something in the middle. Uh, it's just kind of interesting. What do you think about them redoing the divisions, Eddie? Because that would be a big, big shakeup for 2021. Oh, yeah. Well, this whole Canadian division, it's kind of interesting. I, I just want to see more of Edmonton and Calgary go at it. Um, it just, I, I love what they did last season, and it kind of brought that old-school uh, feel of hockey back. So the more games they play against each other, I guess the better. And I, It's going to bring in a lot of ratings, especially those two. They're kind of bringing what hockey should be and what hockey used to be. It's going to be interesting for the Pacific, though. If you bring in and kind of add teams from the Central, teams like Colorado, Dallas, or even St. Louis, and you're just making the Ducks, Kings, and Sharks, and Coyotes just going to be kind of shit out of luck, and they're guaranteed those bottom spots because those teams are powerhouse teams. They have a lot of firepower, and I don't think – uh, the bottom teams in the Pacific can actually compete with those, so it's, it's going to be kind of interesting. Like I, I would hate to be the person trying to figure this out. It's just it seems confusing, and once you think you have a, a certain formula mapped out, there's always another I guess outlier that's throwing it out there. Like oh well, this team's going to be over here. You can't do this. It's just too much moving parts. Um, like I said I, I would hate to do it. I'm I'm looking through this. I was looking through the stuff you sent me too. It just te- seems. One division is going to be uh, really unfair if they want to just change it up like that. Hopefully, it's 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 not the case, which 
it's, it looks like it's going to be that way, especially people can't travel over the border in Canada. But uh, I could say it sure is going to be fun watching that all-Canadian division battle it out, and it's going to create some more rivalries, and it's going to be kind of unfair to one division that are over here in the States, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, because, I mean, if they do follow, like, a geographic pattern, and I'm, I'm pulling up all the teams here, I'm looking at NHL.com, <clears throat> how, how they could do it, if you're staying with geography, right? So, you know, you have the Metro, which isn't affected. There's no Canadian teams in there, right? So they, they would stay as is. Central would get disbanded. And basically, you would take three teams, um, you know, and shift them to the Pacific and shift them to the Atlantic, right? Because those are the ones losing three Canadian teams each. So the way it would kind of work out, if you go by geography, you would have Colorado, your team, that you also like, besides the Ducks, in the Ducks division, and then you bring Dallas, of course, St. Louis. You bring those teams over, you know, geographically speaking. Then you've got Chicago, Minnesota, and Nashville that would go to the Atlantic if they were going to do it that way. I'm not saying that they are. I'm just going by geography here, right? It's kind of the way that uh, it would work out uh, is how they could play it. Or, or maybe they switch Minnesota and St. Louis because they're real close. You know, maybe Minnesota goes Pacific, St. Louis goes Atlantic. That That's kind of where they could probably shift them geography-wise because those two are close. But... Everybody else, you know, Colorado, Dallas is pretty much west. Obviously, um, you know, uh, Chicago, I would still say it would be more Atlantic. But um, th that's how I look at it. And I think you're right. I think the Pacific would be kind of crazy because the Ducks are already having a tough time of it, just like the Kings and the Sharks did. And now you've got Vegas in there that's been rolling, doing very well. Um, you've had Edmonton and Calgary that have kind of come up been in the mix. Arizona's kind of come up in the mix. Um, so, you know, you still have Calgary and Edmonton fighting it out in that Canadian league, which would be exciting. You take them out, but now you're putting in these other teams from the central. So um, I think it would, it would be tough for the ducks next season. If that was to go down that way, I agree with you. I, I think it'd be, be hard. Um, but if they're going to do the hub city thing, because like I said, so many States uh, and, and same thing in Canada, different people are doing different things. That's unfortunately the theme of 2020. We can't agree on anything other than disagreeing about disagreeing. So they, I mean, that just that's the way it is. So I, you know, I, I don't know. I think that's the likely path is that they just break up the central, put three in the Atlantic, three in the Pacific. Geography wise, it makes the most sense. I'm not saying that that's the way it should be. I'm just going by looking at a map and looking at all the teams. So another thing to look at. So it's just like how we go into it, right? All this is subject to change, right? Unfortunately, I can't give you a hard answer. I just kind of giving you a projection based upon what we've seen and what we would think makes logical sense. But, you know, a lot of things don't make logical sense. So um, it changes every day too. Yeah, that's where we're at. So that's the status of the league right now. It looks like January. It, I mean, there's going to be hockey in 2021. We know that, okay? That's one thing I can tell you for sure. The only problem is I can't tell you when. <laughs> it may be January, it may be February, or if they do decide to cancel, it may not be till you know uh, October. But I mean, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. So that, that I guess that's the one good news of this segment is hockey will return in 2021. Everybody, it's just a matter of when. So and, and this is be, how this is going to be a crucial week too uh, to determine because I doubt they're going to meet the week of Christmas, and then next week is going to be kind of too late. If you want to start the 15th and give these teams that didn't make the playoffs uh, like an additional extra two weeks uh, to get an early uh, start in there for their training camp, the time is winding down. You have to move on something fast. I, I think this week's going to be really crucial in making a, a determination on when the season's going to start. Uh, the first of the 15th, 
Yes, selfishly, I would want it the first, but it's really not going to happen. But you know what? On the 15th, it would be great, especially if the Ducks play. On the 15th, Mike, you can call off work and we can go over there and watch it somewhere and have a good time, celebrate your birthday, and hopefully a, a Ducks first game back win. <laughs> Hell yeah! I gotta I gotta look at the calendar right now. I'm trying. I'm like, when? What day is it? Oh, it's a Friday. That would work out pretty good. <laughs> I, 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 you know, barring any craziness in the world happening, the fifteenth would work out good on a Friday. So absolutely. All right. So that's the status of the league. You know, sorry to go on a little bit about some of the stuff, but let's get into the Ducks. The long-awaited retro jersey is out. Um, it's it was suspected to be the Wild Wing jersey, right? That's what we had anticipated. You remember um, Isletics, they put out an article talking about it. There was the user on Reddit that we put out our article too talking about it, saying that um, that it was going to be a duck jumping out of the ice, which we all know is Wild Wing. We just didn't know what the colors were. Eddie did a fantastic job. Um, it's funny because he posted a lot of articles way back in the past about this, and we just did that just as a fun thing to do. And We threw in Wild Wing ones, so he brought those back posted those uh, remember there are all kinds of different rumors going on we, we thought maybe it would be orange uh, maybe dark purple um, then there was a false rumor that it was going to be black but we still made a black one so you could check that out too we just kind of threw everything out there so everyone could look at and vote on it and um, ultimately we find out adidas does a teaser video uh, basically showing kind of the overall colors of the jerseys but not really the patterns or the schemes and then a couple days later, they, the, the league and Adidas, they release everything. We figure out that it is, uh, as we suspected, the Wild Wing jersey coming back. It's just um, a reverse of the colors. Uh, you know, if you look at the original one, the, the middle is primary uh, green with the, the shoulders and the bottom being white. This one's switched, as you've all seen it now. And, uh, well, uh, Eddie wrote an article on the jersey, and we're both not super sold on the jersey. So... Um, Eddie, I'll let you, you can kind of talk about the article. I know you went and got it and then I got it a couple of days later because personal things came up. Unfortunately, we couldn't meet, but what did you think about the Jersey, the pros, the cons and all the way into, I know we, we, we feel pretty much hundred percent the same on this. Um, what is your take on the wild wing reverse retro version? I like it. I, I like that Jersey. Uh, it just, the execution on the new one was poorly done, and I, I when I first got it and first got it in my hands, it, it felt really flimsy. And it looked it looked more like like a replica jersey than an authentic. I even had to ask the guy, "Well, this is the authentic one, right?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's the authentic, it's not the the, the breakaway one." And it just it just felt flimsy. Um, another thing I didn't like was the the patches on the side on the shoulders. They seemed a little small. I, they needed to be a little bit bigger. And then on the logo itself, I, I like the little details like above the duck's, uh, I guess the the eyebrow of the duck and the beak. How the new home jerseys have that kind of set that silver, that bright silver that makes it pop. They don't have it. It's just kind of a, a lazy gray color. Um, yeah, it just doesn't seem like a like an actual authentic jersey. It seems just like a, a glorified beer league jersey. I mean, I had some club jerseys back in the day that probably looked a little better. And we had actually a um, a logo, like not just screen print, but actual a logo crest on there. And just this didn't really do it for me. I, I do love the color, uh, the the colors, the sleeves. I like a lot how the the colors in the sleeves. Um, I do like that portion of it. I like how Adidas added the, the small little reverse retros, the thing on the 
not that little button they had on the other jerseys, but the little small little tag on there they have. I think it looks nice. It still represents their brand, but it's not overly doing it. Uh, this jersey could have been a lot better. Uh, the material just feels cheap, and I do feel kind of like I guess robbed by spending the 180 I did on the, on, on the authentic. Um, I was hoping too it wouldn't be screen printed. I would hope it would be like an embroidered logo, but that wasn't the case. And I, you know, I, I if I didn't collect jerseys, I no, I honestly wouldn't have bought this jersey. But I, I and like I, I wrote my article. I'm probably not gonna wear it more. Just probably gonna wear it once if that. I don't like wearing white jerseys because I don't like spilling beer or anything on it. <laughs> but this isn't a jersey. I would want to wear because for $180, I feel if I if I get it caught in a zipper or if I bump, if I actually bump into someone, it's going to tear the jersey or rip it. It's so flimsy. And they could have done a lot better job. And then what, one thing I didn't like about it too was how it's white and then Wild Wings jersey is white. You should have made the jersey dark or I think what would have really nailed this jersey is make the, the, the primary color the eggplant color. I think that would have made the jersey pop. It would look nice. And yeah, they could have done that. I guess the fight strap is nice, and it's really uh, nicely done on there. The fight strap seems like it's really sturdy. I mean, that's another positive, but it, it could have been better. The wild wing coming out of the ice—that's an iconic logo. You can't go wrong with that. That's still great, regardless of that little detail about the the jersey being white and then the wild wing jersey being white. The shoulders too—I like the color on the shoulders. I like the the eggplant line across it. I think it looks nice, and then they have the Adidas logo on the back, which is—it's not too big. It's decently placed. I do like the Anaheim Reverse Retro '95 on the collar. That's probably like maybe one of my favorite parts of the jersey. Yeah, all the stuff you said, <clears throat> I felt the same way. One thing that for me was an issue, and I want to make sure everyone out there listening knows too, is if you're gonna go get the jersey, be aware of the size. I ended up buying a, a 2XL and a 1XL, and we're giving away the 1XL on all of our social media. You can go there and check it out. It's the same type of stuff. You know, retweet it, share it, follow us, yada, yada, yada. Um, we'll probably announce the winner later this week. Um, so it's it's on there, and, you know, it, it's, it's good. Like the logo, as Eddie said, it's the wild wing. It's iconic. You can't go wrong with that. But for me, the size is kind of an issue. So make sure... If you're going to buy it, try it on. I highly recommend going a size up because um, they, they tend to run a little bit small. But I, I'm, I'm in agreement with Eddie. I, I felt like the material was a little little cheap. Um, I, I would go with the replica. The replica is 129 as opposed to the, the 180 for the authentic. It's pretty much the same jersey, just no fight strap. So <laughs> I like that deal better if you're going to buy it obviously i'm going to get it y'all know i collect jerseys and i have you know all the ducks jerseys so i was going to get it no matter what um the other issue too is eddie pointed out it's a white jersey um i put on a shirt underneath that had a logo so when i put on it on to try it on that logo shows through so whatever you're wearing underneath that jersey uh, if it's not like a plain shirt, it's going to, any kind of logo is going to kind of show through on the top of like Wild Wings. So it's just a consideration to think about. And the other issue for me was the patches on the shoulders. Eddie talked about a little bit. The original Wild Wing, the patches were like legit stitched patches that were like put on the shoulders. This is just like silkscreen Mighty Duck, you know, logos put on the shoulders. So I, I like the color scheme, I, all that stuff, but it's just kind of disappointing. You know, it's not it's not as 
It's just not as heavy duty as kind of the other one. And I mean, the other one was, it had the same thing. It was still kind of a thin jersey. It didn't have a crest on it, whatnot. So I kind of, kind of expected that. Uh, so that, that part didn't upset me as much. But um, yeah, overall, I just, I, it just, the way I would compare it, I would say, Eddie, is like in baseball. Like, you're, you know, you're at bat and you hit the ball. And you hit it far, but it hits the wall short of a home run. You get like a, a like you get like a double. You know what I mean? Like like I don't hate this jersey. I like it. Uh, I will wear it. I'll probably wear it more than Eddie will. Um, but it, it just came up a little bit short for me. I, I just think that the, the the patches and the material it's kind of a bummer for me. That, and that's kind of where I sit with it, Eddie. Oh yeah, same here. Um, I, I should understand why they chose and why they even chose the original time to go with that screen print material. You have those uh, those companies in China, those knockoffs. They actually make the, their their fake Wild Wing jersey with the screen printed logo on there, or not screen printed with the embroidered logo. So I, I don't know why those companies in China can do it, but a brand, a national brand, Adidas, NHL team, they can't do that. It just that's one thing that always bothered me about the Wild Wing jersey was the, just that screen printed. It just doesn't seem like a, a, prof, a professional jersey. Yeah, I, I get it. It's a Wild Wing breaking out of the ice. It looks like a kid's jersey, anyways. But still, just those little details. I'm real picky on jerseys, especially if I spend as much as I do on these jerseys. I I just I'm really nitpicky with them. I'm really particular on what jerseys I, I do want. I did order uh, another one, the the Colorado Avalanche one, the Nordiques one. I think that was that hit it out of the park. But but once again, I want to see the material. Is it going to be similar to this, or did they use a, a thicker material? I I do like our home jerseys that we currently have. I think those are nice. I think Adidas really like made them a lot better i like the material i like how they're still light they have a lightweight fill material but they're a little sturdier and heavier i i like the patches that we have i i'm i'm a fan of like these are probably one of my favorite ducks jerseys that our current home ones i think they're nicely done this one like you said too mike those, those shoulders and when you were talking about it i had the jersey in front of me i looked at those shoulders again and that just bothers me i on this case i don't like the 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 fanatics version jerseys i think those are kind of poorly done but this is exactly what the Fanatics jersey is. So if you're wondering, if you're bummed out uh, or, or because you didn't get the authentic, buy the Fanatics one. It's the exact same thing besides the fight strap. But, I mean, no one's going to go there and, to the back of you and pull your jersey up. Let me see if you have a fight strap. Who cares if they do? Just but I, If I can go back to last week when I bought this jersey, I would have saved myself some money and spent the 120 or 129 on the Finax version and then save the extra $50 for alcohol or food or whatever else. Uh, I, I agree a hundred percent. I think for those of you listening out there, if you want to buy the Jersey still, you're, you're listening to Eddie and I, and you're like, Oh man, these guys are pretty critical of it. Yeah, we are. You know, we're going to tell it to you how it is. We're not going to sugarcoat this. That's not what we do on this show. We tell you what, what we think, <laughs> you know, I have mixed feelings about it. I would still buy it again. But I would go out, like Eddie said, and I would buy the replica. Don't save yourself the extra 50 bucks. If you want to go you know, sew on a fight strap, you know, go for it. It's, it's the same damn jersey. It's no difference. Just get the replica. That's what I tell you. And then just try it on. Make sure. Because like I said, the sizes run a little small. So we, we did do a poll on this. This is what you guys thought. And it, it's this is one of those polls, Eddie, that I, I you know hit the nail on the head. I, I thought it was going to be pretty even, and it was. So on Twitter, we asked you guys uh, about it. 48% of you love the jersey. You said, take my money, I want it. That was 48%. Then of those of you that didn't want it, the ones that said, hell no, or it's just okay, 
we had 43%. 17% said hell no. 26 said yeah, it's just kind of okay. So that that's 43% of you saying okay, whatever, or, or, or hell no. And then 9%, the jury is still out. So almost 50-50 split, pretty close. That's what I figured it was because <clears throat> when we first posted the photo when it came out, it was, it was love it or hate it. That, that's all the reactions that we got. And so when we did the poll, I, I wasn't surprised on that. I just tried, kind of mixed up some little things there just to kind of see what people would say. But a lot of you are just kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. So that's where we're at with that. And like I said, if you're going to buy it, I'd go get the replica. Listen to Eddie and I. We're trying to save you the 50 bucks that he and I, well, I I got two, so 100 bucks. So try to save, you know, however much you're going to spend, but at least 50 per jersey. It, just get the replica if you're going to do it. Get the Fanatic one. You get the one, the replica of Adidas. It doesn't matter. You know, that that's that's the takeaway I would, you know, pass on to you guys. And with that, though, Eddie mentioned the other jerseys. This is where I got kind of excited because all the teams did all this stuff, right? And there was a whole bunch. He mentioned the Colorado one out there, which I love that because the Quebec Nordiques, if you don't know, that's who they were before, uh, went back to that jersey, which was awesome. Just like Carolina did another Hartford Whalers one, which, again, I love that. There were some real winners. Um, I thought the Pacific Division was actually pretty good, Eddie. We, we talked about this before the show. We really liked Arizona's. And uh, Calgary is pretty awesome. And I really, really loved uh, Vegas. So some of you know, red is my favorite color. So I, I love the Vegas Knights uh, jersey. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I also like the Winnipeg Jets. I thought the color scheme was kind of a little different, kind of cool with the gray, white, and blue tones. Uh, really awesome. So, I mean, there were, there were some that I really liked, um, Eddie. What were some of the ones that, you know, I, I know you liked, of course, Colorado, Calgary, and Arizona. Uh, some other ones that you liked out there that stood out to you? Yeah, I, I think, and I hate to say this, I think the Flames nailed it out of the park. I mean, obviously, Colorado is like my favorite one. I do love that that Nordiques logo. I think it's it's probably one of the best logos ever in the NHL. Uh, but that Flames one, I, I I almost want to buy that jersey just because how how clean and slick it looks. I do like the Vegas one. On a lot, a lot of people were jumping on them. Oh, you guys are too new for reverse retro, but they didn't really do their their homework or they didn't really know what was going on. But Vegas, you know, the, the Golden Knights weren't their first hockey team ever. They had other teams before that, but I really like theirs too. Um, the Kings, I, I sucks to say, but I think they they hit it out of the park with theirs. Theirs is really. I saw a, a up close version of it. It just looks really clean. I've seen this logo before. A lot of the the semi pro roller teams that they use a, a, a kind of the, a logo, the same colors and a similar thing. And the little funny thing, like my first ever like hockey team I played on when I was a little kid, we uh, we had the the same colors, the purple and gold, but we were called the yellow blob. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, like you said, Arizona nailed it. And another one too, I really liked was the New York Rangers bringing back the Statue of Liberty. One. Yes. That one, like, I don't want to seem like a bandwagon fan and seem like, like I'm Snoop Dogg or Justin Bieber just wearing different hockey teams logos. But it's just like some of these logos I, I wouldn't mind wearing. Like I try to buy a New York Rangers uh, just a sweater with that logo on it, but but they fortunately sold out and they only had a size extra small, which definitely not there. But um, I really like that that Statue of Liberty one. I think that one was clean. Um, the Senators one too. I, I don't know why, but I've always been a fan of the Senators logo, especially the old, the older school one. It just always caught my eye. But I, I think they really they hit it out of the park with, with these, and it's really, really good. We get to see a variety of jerseys, and 
now you know like i told you i don't want to be, be like the nba where we have like 87 different jerseys and we wear them <laughs> one period it's one jersey the next quarter you another jersey but i think that's the, the, the reverse retro is a step in the right direction now all they need to do is just have just a retro night every team get get a retro that that has a retro and the ducks have the easiest job they don't have to do a damn thing just throw the eggplant color mighty ducks jerseys out and you will have a one out of the park. If they would have done something like this, if it wasn't the re- reverse retro, and they just brought back that eggplant color without me- pretty much doing anything, just adding the the Adidas version, I guess, of it, you'd not only have fan the, the Ducks fan base, but you'd probably have other teams. I'm pretty sure you'd have some Kings fans buying that, too, just for it's the iconic logo, and it brings back those movie memories, too. And I know people say, oh, we have to get over the movie, but hey, well, you know, if it wasn't for that movie... The Ducks probably wouldn't be here. We'd probably be some, I don't know, the Los Angeles uh, freeways of Anaheim or some weird name like that. So, I don't know. I, I, I like where it's going with these jerseys. A lot of teams uh, really hit the nail on the mark. But there is a couple teams that were just, wow. Uh, it's <laughs> Let's one go. Of those things. Now, here we go. Like I said it through the whole entire season. Thank God we're not Red Wings fans. And what the hell did they do? They put out a practice jersey, it seemed like. <laughs> And it's like, okay, that's probably the worst jersey ever. But then huh, the New York Islanders came over here and said, hold my beer. <laughs> All they did was get their current home jerseys that they have and flip the color on the bottom. That is it. And that's the reverse retro. And I, That's this really lazy. Man, if, I've, if I'm that fan base, I'd be pissed. And I know a lot of the Red Wings fan base really pissed off about that too but you know they were the definitely i don't even think they were you can call them losers they didn't even try they didn't even attempt to try they just kind of threw out uh i don't know unfinished product yeah i i agree with you detroit by far is the worst reverse retro jersey it's just a practice jersey with the logo thrown on it i like i don't know what like if you're if you didn't like the ducks one uh look at the detroit one yeah it's zero creativity there's nothing to it it's like it's like almost like they were bothered that they had to have a retro jersey i mean i'm sorry it looks like it's just nothing there's not there's nothing to it and then along the lines of what eddie's talking about with the islanders there's a couple other teams that did the same thing you look at uh, boston what was the other ones that i was oh philadelphia it's like they just put the logo on the jersey and then same thing just kind of changed like some of the color patterns of the stripes or whatnot. I'm like, really? Like, you guys, it's really boring. Like, you didn't do a whole lot. Oh, and, and the Oilers, too. There's one just looks lame as well. I mean, I, those are a bunch of the losers, I felt. But another one that I was really disappointed, like Eddie's got Colorado as his second team. Pittsburgh's my second team. And they have all kinds of different Penguin logos, right? And they could pick different ones. They, you know, throw them on there. What do they do? No. They go back to spelling the word Pittsburgh across the jersey. I'm sorry. It looks terrible. I was so bummed out because that was another one I was like, well, maybe I'll get a Pittsburgh when it comes out. No, I'm not. I'm not going to buy that. It's it's horrible. That's like the worst jersey I think the Penguins have ever had with the words just spelled out across on a white jersey. It's so boring. No, nothing to it. You know, if anything, I would go, like Eddie said, I would buy I mean, I haven't, but if I was thinking about it, I would buy a Calgary one, Arizona, Vegas, Hell, even he, Eddie was talking about the Kings one. I mean, we both obviously can't stand the Kings, but they did a good job going back to the you know Laker type purple and gold colors, which the Kings did have that before. For those of you that don't know, and I'm, I'm down with that. And of course, Colorado with the 
the Quebec Nordiques, you can't go wrong with that. Or, or uh, Carolina with Hartford Whalers, again. But still, Hartford Whalers, absolutely. So overall, I think they did very, very well. But I, I think four or five of these teams just kind of were like, all right, well, we'll just throw it out there and you know change the color scheme and, and you know have at it. One thing I do think, though, Eddie, that might have factored into the Ducks one, going back to the, the reverse retro Wild Wing uh, discussion, is if you look at the Pacific Division, you know, we were talking about purple, and I kind of like that purple mock-up we had uh, posted. But you notice the Kings and the Coyotes both have purple. So I don't know if that maybe factored into it. Maybe they wanted more teams to have, you know, a mix of, you know, either going white or dark colors. And, and maybe that's why the Ducks went more with a overall white color as opposed to, you know, going with purple. I don't know. It's just me talking out loud. I don't know what, what your thoughts are on that. But it's just maybe something that... Not not trying to defend how it was done, but maybe that's why the Ducks were kind of limited on what the color scheme had to be. I don't know. It makes sense. That would make sense. But, but then again, these jerseys are the reverse retro. They're not going to be wearing it all the time. They're they're supposedly going to be wearing it. Maybe home games. Maybe they might swap it and have an away game where they where, where they wear their reverse retro. And uh, I, I don't know. It's just yeah. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Just throwing. But it. um, what we we did show you guys too is. The NHL 21 did a, a, a roster update, and they added these reverse retros, and they had the Ducks full setup on, and they had the their their pants, their socks, and their gloves that an eggplant color. And I think when you see the uh, if that's true, if if that's gonna be where the Ducks are gonna go, if you see that all together, it looks really nice. It, everything looks clean. It's gonna look really clean on the ice if that's gonna be the entire setup. Yeah, I, I like that. You know, when you found that and showed it to me, uh, I thought it looked pretty good. Uh, you know, the only thing is, is um, if they went back to like the purple helmets, maybe that was the only thing I might change. That was the only thing. But I, I like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't want people to think, oh my god, we hate this jersey; it's terrible. I don't, I don't hate the jersey. I still love the logo and everything. I was just more, more uh, upset about the material. That's what kind of bothered me. It's just being smaller sizes, not having st- stitched patches and whatnot. I still like it overall. Uh, I do, and and like I said, I, I I encourage people to buy it. I just would buy the retro, uh, excuse me, the replica of the retro jersey as as our final yeah, takeaway. Yeah, it looks exactly the same too. So you're not really gonna yes. you know miss anything. Oh, so some good news too. Before we, we mention some other good news, I did finally get my hands on the Stadium Series jersey that I've been searching nice. for for a long time. The only thing is, it's it's a size small, but it's still one of the Reebok. Uh, premier jerseys and i only got it for 40 bucks so i think that was a steal i have that to my collection unfortunately i can't wear it i need to lose a lot more weight to actually fit into a small <laughs> but uh, it's that's one positive thing and i know you have another positive thing too you want to mention yeah uh you know we're, we are giving away uh one of the ducks uh retro uh jerseys i think i mentioned it earlier but an xl you can go <clears throat> on twitter facebook and instagram and uh, just follow the rules on there, and we'll be giving one away. Um, so look for that. And you know, also go on Patreon.com, too. We're still doing giveaways on there. I, I gave away Ducks and Pucks uh, face covers on there. I might do another round of those and just give them out to the people that have been donating. And I've got, uh, I didn't even mention this to Eddie, but I have a John Gibson bobblehead, too, I'm going to give away to one of the Patreon people. So look for that, too. And then uh, people also asked about giveaways, the regular ones that we do for the public, if uh, international shipping uh, is put in there. And yeah, I I don't care. Uh, When we did the 25th anniversary jersey, we gave away two. Uh, We gave away one 
Uh, it was actually my buddy Mike that runs that other podcast. He, he got one up there in uh, Seattle area. And then another guy in the UK one. And I don't care. I sent it to him too. You know, I, I'm not going to discriminate on, on where you're at. So if you're in Canada, you're in the UK, hell, you're in Antarctica. I don't care. We'll send it to you. If, you, if, if we do the little random.org uh, web thing and it comes up, there you go. So uh, that's, that's the good news. Uh, you know, someone will get that jersey for Christmas. So look for that. And then, like I said, we'll have other giveaways as well. Um, basically, now move on. Um, not so good news, but uh, kind of expected it. Um, the Samuelis, they announced that they had to do some furloughs and layoffs. And that it looked like just about under 15% of the staff, including the uh, Anaheim Arena Management, the rinks, the goals, OC Vibe and all that, they had to do that. And... Uh, you know, it's frustrating. It's disappointing. But I, I really feel, you know, I saw some people criticize the owners. Um, and I understand their criticism. But if you look at what they did in the long term, um, they, they did do a lot. I mean, you have to go back to March when Eddie and I were at that last game together. Uh, the best best game of the season, you know, because we got to see some awesomeness with Delorier. And it, it got shut down. But if you remember the owners paid all the employees uh, and it was going to be through April and then they ended up paying all the employees through June and you know everybody was doing nothing um, and I'm not I'm not saying that to be negative I'm just saying you know we, we, we all couldn't do anything right uh, you know we, we weren't depending on your job most of us weren't allowed to go anywhere or go even to work so they made the best they could for almost four months there and then they also had to do some salary cuts and reductions and um, on top of that, they actually reopened JT Smith's, which was a surprise to me. As I told you guys, I run by Honda Center several times a week. So that was actually back up and running, which you all know that that's also now part of um, the Anaheim Arena management um, because, unfortunately, the owner had passed away from JT Smith. So that, that was one little good thing. So when this came, I wasn't surprised and seeing the stuff going on around the league. Uh, I also think that's kind of why they did the retro jerseys too, to get some more income to the team and get some more excitement um, while we've had this downtime, which to me is an actual good idea. So, I mean, it is what it is. And, and of course, I'm not happy about it. I'm not trying to make light of it at all. I'm just, you know, we report on everything that's going on with this team, right? So we want to let you guys know about this. But um, I think, Eddie, given what they did, I mean, they're not perfect, but you've had eight, nine months of zero events at Honda Center. And, um, you know, even like duck season ticket holders, we got our money refunded from last season. And they're probably going to have to refund us money from this season. So it's just things to think about. I get it. They're owners. I know they have lots of money and all that kind of stuff. I know a lot of people talk about that. But I, I, I feel like they held on, you know, and, and did what they could and whatnot. And if, if it's 15%, I mean, I'm not saying that that's right. It should be 0%, but at least it's a smaller percentage and not a huge percent. Um, you know, I'm just trying to look at the little bit of the positive out of this um, and the way the situation went down. But I'm really not surprised. I honestly thought this was going to happen sooner. Um, but I do think the one thing I would say, Eddie, is tough is it's coming up on Christmas time and the holidays. And I think the timing is, is kind of crappy and, and poorly done like maybe they could have done this in january uh and extended it out a little bit that that's my maybe my one little criticism on this but overall i i think that the way that they handled it 
under the circumstances, I mean, you just have to look at it, take everything into perspective of what's gone on and the lack of revenue. Um, like I said, refunding season ticket holders, which they're going to have to do that this season because from what I'm hearing, we're not going to be able to go to all these games if there is a season. So that's just what my take is. That I don't know if you have anything to add about what's gone on there, Eddie, as far as with the team and you know everything surrounding it. I think they, I think they did a good job. They were one of the the first teams to actually announce that they were going to pay their employees, and they didn't even announce it. I found out from a source. That's right. Uh, going back and forth DMs, and he's showing me the the, the pay thing. The the I guess their letter. He just wanted to be uh, he wanted to be anonymous, and then I, I wasn't sure to to report that. I didn't know, so I just threw it out there. It was like almost eleven o'clock at night. Then I don't know you texted Mike. Hey, where'd you hear this from? Like. And I, 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 you know, I let you know who I heard it from, and then all of a sudden I checked back, and the the post just blew up. Yeah. Eleven o'clock at night, and I think they did that. And it was right. Everyone was really, really terrified at that point. A lot of people were were faced. It just it, it's scary. I, I lost my job. Come you know, and I got laid off. What January, February ish. I stopped getting paid around mid February. Uh, luckily, I got called back. Uh, with the COVID thing, the business went over there and started booming, so they called me back. But it's scary to, to have that. I think they did a good job by setting the example and kind of like leading the way for other teams to go over there and pay their employees and and, and give that money that even though they weren't getting that revenue, yeah, you know, they're rich, they make this much money, but we don't know their personal finance, finance accounts. We don't know how much they pay. We don't know how much they're losing a day. We don't know if, you know, if this keeps going on, if they're going to have to go bankrupt in a year. We have no idea what's going on and they did a good job. It's really unfortunate for the people that, that got furloughed and I wish them all the best and I keep you in my prayers, and trust me, I've I've been in the situation. I've been in a probably worse situation where, you know, I, I understand that. It's just I think they did the best they can, and, and now it's just hopefully we can get some kind of uh, some kind of thing going, and we can get uh, up and running again. Um, I just I hope that's my ultimate goal is these businesses, these employees, everything gets back to normal. N- not for my selfish, you know, my selfishness. Oh, I just want to go out and have a normal life. No, I want, you know, I'm one of the people. I'm one of the ones that that survive off, you know, off working every day, not just, you know, being being that luxury of having money just given to me. So I, I hope things go back to normal. Um, if not, I, I still uh, even some places are still open. If I have to go to the back door or sneak in, I still sub- support local businesses. I still go to those small little hardware shops and spend a little bit more money when I need some hardware stuff uh, done. I, I try to do my part to help out uh, restaurants, bars. Like I said, do the hardware uh, shops and try to give back that way as much as I can. It's just really a stressful time for everybody, and and I can't. I, I just wish them all the best because a lot of them, the, the stuff, especially the staff at Honda Center, there's a lot of really, really good people there, good people that, that give you a hug when they see you and they, they recognize you, that will talk to you, ask you how you're doing. It's just the, the, that relationship we have with them. It's just something something really uniquely special. And, and maybe uh, the Ducks can do some kind of GoFundMe or, or anything because I'd be happy to donate to that, that fund too. Yeah, I, uh, same thing, that connection you make with uh, the people that work there. I, I mean, I've been going there since the beginning. So there's some people I've known for years and years and years. So absolutely, Eddie, uh, any kind of support that we can give them. Or if anybody out there, if you you know are working there and you need some kind of help or something, 
just give us a call, you know, or hit us up on social media. We'll, we'll try to do what we can to help out for, for sure. Because I've been doing the same thing during this whole thing, trying to help out small businesses and do little things that I can here and there, just as Eddie has. So um, best of luck to everybody, especially with the uh, holiday season upon us. Now let's um, shift gears a little bit. We'll still talk about the Ducks, but we'll talk a little bit about the players because there's been questions about Getzloff, um, uh, Ryan Miller as well. And then a little bit of uh, like minor league prospect news that we'll cover with more fan questions and then basically wrap up the show. Uh, the latest, of course, is we've talked about this before, but Getzloff's names come up again. People talking about rumors and whatnot. We had uh, that one Filipino number one on IG. He asked, you know, uh, is Getzloff going to retire after this year? Is he going to you know leave when his you know, contract's up? Uh, we have another guy that we talked about this before. We had Craig. From Facebook asks about you know who's going to be the captain after Getzlov, which we'll dive into that. But let's talk about the latest rumor. It was uh, James O'Brien of NBC talked about Getzlov possibly being traded. He said that the teams of interest were Boston, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and his take on this is that uh, it would look more like there would be some kind of trade during the middle of the season. Is what he's thinking. And don't forget, Getzlov obviously has his no movement clauses we talked about. And another source hit me up, ironically, too, recently about this and told me that a couple teams have looked in to Getzloff. Uh, he did not know which teams, um, but he said that a couple teams did hit up the Ducks. And basically that it was the way that the, the trade, some of the discussions, and this isn't like a concrete deal, but this is just the discussions around what was involved would be like a roster player and a prospect player for Getzloff. In return, the Ducks retain some salary. And that's kind of like the nature of the discussion. That's not a hard, fast, like, hey, this is exactly what it is. But that's kind of what they talked about. And possibly on the retainment of the salary, if, if maybe there's a you know draft pick or something involved on the Ducks' end. So there has been that discussion. Um, but from what my source is telling me, too, he doesn't think it's going to happen. Eddie and I already said before on our other previous shows, if you listen that, we don't think it's going to happen. But... If it does, for some reason, I, I think James O'Brien's on to something, Eddie. I think it would be more during the season, uh, something like that. Again, also Getzloff, as I mentioned, too, he uh, bought another house down by the beach in Orange County. So there's that that plays into it as well. So I, I don't know if he would go anywhere now. I don't, I don't see that happening. But with all the craziness in the league, if there's a season, if there's hub cities, what all this stuff's going to go on, uh, if there is a season, which it you know it sounds like it, we hope there is, then maybe later on I could see it. But I, I still think the answer is no right now, Eddie. Yeah, I, I can't see him leaving, and it makes no sense them trading him right now. It doesn't. I don't think his value will be as high as it will be at the trade deadline, where you can get teams that can that can overpay if he has a, a pretty good upcoming season. Um, if they have this hub thing, maybe that plays a factor in him waiving his his no movement clause. If if they're gonna do this hub hockey, maybe that that's something he can he'll consider since he's not gonna be home near his family anyways. But he does pride himself on playing on one team. I, I just can't I can't see him. I I, I yeah that guy's onto something and it makes more sense maybe at the trade deadline or somewhere in the season. But I still can't see Getzloff waving it and try to go anywhere else. I think he's he's content where he is. He has a cup ready. He doesn't have to go chase one. I don't think he's trying to chase another. Uh, he just moved his family, and I think he's he's going to stay put. And I don't think he's going to leave Anaheim when his contract's up. It's going to be a little, uh, 
smaller deals, maybe at most two years minimum, or two years at, at most for a contract. But I think he's going to be like Getzla or uh, like Solani and Niedermeyer just signing the one year deals uh, until he's ready to retire. I, I don't think he's going to retire after this season. I think he has a few, he has some years left in hockey that he can be productive, but it's not going to be at the amount that he's getting. It's going to be a little more fair contract and it's going to be one, and like I said, one or possibly at most a two year deal. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. And, and going to Craig's question, we, are, we already kind of answered this before, but I'll just answer it real quickly kind of for both of us. You know, we talked about Henrik, Silverberg, Cam Fowler, and Manson. Those are some of the names that we mentioned that could possibly be captain whenever Getzloff does move on. So I'm not going to go on that too much because we've already talked about it. The other person to watch out to for is Ryan Kessler. Um, as you know, he has, you know, out as we talked about before, he's not coming back. If you watch that video, it's it's a heartbreaking video of him talking about the pain and the stuff that he is going through. Um, so the Ducks do have the LTIR to use. Currently, if you look at cap friendly, they're about a million over the cap. So they would have to use that. The reason why I do mention his name is because it could be a situation where the Ducks want to trade him to unload that $6.8 million contract. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know if they'll do that. They could just use the LTIR and let him ride out this year. But... I think, Eddie, you I, we talked about this before the show. You wanted to mention, you know, it, this has happened before. It's not uh, something that we're, you know, not seeing. So it, it could happen if the Ducks try to offload them off a, a, another team with a low cap uh, hit. Yeah, Arizona did it. They, they got Pronger. They got Datsuk. And, and they took on their contracts. and, and but, but they also took on, I believe, uh, prospects and, and draft picks for it. So it's it's something teams do. Uh, especially with, with his deal coming to an end, he, he's obviously not going to play anymore. But he's just going to—he's going to write it out until his contract ends, so he can get the money that he, he deserves. And he signed this contract. He, he didn't choose to to get injured and, and be forced to to sit out and retire. So I know some people are just calling him selfish online. A, a lot of those people—you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I know you call someone selfish that you, know, you signed a contract, you entered an agreement. He, he didn't choose it. He just didn't sign knowing he was going to get hurt and just get this money for free. I bet he, he'd be willing to, to be on the ice if he could. So I, I think with this, we have teams that are willing to. And I guess see a team like New Jersey, they have over $64 million in cap, cap space to take on Kessler. But then again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost you a draft pick. It's going to cost you a prospect. I mean, it's a possibility. Should the Ducks do it? I don't think they should. Ducks aren't in a position right now where – you know they need that cat space to go get a player and compete for a cup. It's if you if that's the hoping you're you're trying to get at with trading Getzloff and doing this, it's not going to happen. Especially with this season, we're talking about bringing in teams like like Colorado and Dallas and into the and the to the Pacific Division. It's going to make it that much harder, and it, is, it doesn't make any sense. Let's just get that six million off the books when the the rosters get announced and put them on long term injury reserve and. And then just kind of keep them there. We have that six million. There's no point to to trade them now and to lose a draft pick or a prospect just to get that that cap space so it can look good on paper. When we're not really going to do anything with it anyway. So, yeah, the only other option out of this too would be buyout. But uh, I don't know the exact numbers on that. It's always confusing the way the buyouts work. It's you know a certain amount or whatever. But I, I don't think Murray would want to do that to Kessler after everything that he's you know worked on the team and given and, and whatnot. So I think he stays put uh, where he's at right now. But, you know, like, like, like you said, Eddie, maybe New Jersey. Yeah, if we did buy him out, it would cost uh, $6.675 million for uh, the 2021-2022 season. 
Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, I read it wrong. I'm sorry. It, no, it would cost $225 million until the 2023-2024 season. So it doesn't really seem worth buying out right now because we're still going to uh, pay a significant amount of money. I mean, look what happened with Perry. Right. I said it from the beginning. That was a mistake, and it shouldn't have happened. And we kind of are stuck with that right now. And I don't know. I'm just and look where we ended up. Anyways, we ended up in the bottom of the standing. So it really didn't make any sense. Yeah, because no matter what the amount is, like you said, it's still going to cost the team. Uh, whether it's this year, or next year, however all that breaks out. I don't fully understand all that part, but however it breaks out, it's still going to cost the Ducks. So, And like you said, they're not going to go out and try and get a big-name player and win it all. So I, I would see them either trying to trade him to a lower team like New Jersey, lower cap team, that is, um, or just hanging on to him, let him ride it out. Uh, the other name that came up too, people keep asking about, is Ryan Miller. I asked Eric Stevens this. Uh, he does his Ducks Q&A on The Athletic, if you're not a member of it. It's, it's a good website. You can subscribe, ask some questions. I asked him. He basically had no update on that at all. And it kind of leads to the other questions that we have, a lot of fan questions about um, the, you know, the backup goalie situation, what's going to happen this season. We had, uh, again, Adam T-Town on, on uh, Instagram, and we had Mario Melendez on Facebook. They asked you know, about the Ducks free uh, agency situation with getting a goalie. Um, who will be the backup? We also had Ducks17583 uh, uh, on IG, uh, Alex, that asked. And looking at it now, the Ducks are a million over the cap space, right? So they'd have to use the LTIR if they're going to go out and get a backup. I don't think they're going to do that. I really don't. I think they're going to go with uh, Stolars and Dostal. Those are going to be the other goalies. Uh, Dostal's been killing it in Finland, right? He played 11 games. He won 10 out of 11 of those games. Uh, 941 save percentage of 1.64 goals against. Just killing it. He um, it came to the U.S., right? We got that news uh, over this last little bit. So the way that I look at it is it's really between him and Stolarz as the backup. And I think Stolarz would probably be the one that they would have uh, with the Ducks where, um, you know, it looks like Dosto will be more San Diego. I think a lot of this plays into the season. If they have a season, it's going to be a shortened season. Uh, Gibson's not going to have to be leaned on as much because there's not as many games. So I don't really think there's a need to thrust either one of them, Stolars or Dostal, into that many games. So maybe you put Dostal in San Diego, let him play as much as he want, and have Stolars back up Gibson. That's kind of my thought on the goalie situation. What do you think, Eddie? Yeah, I totally agree. And it was I think it was a really a great move for the Ducks to... To kind of end his his uh, Dostal's play with Finland, I, he he already he already proved that he's kind of above that level, and his development over there it wasn't really going to get any better. He he already proved that he doesn't belong there. He's 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 a way better caliber caliber goalie than he should be there. So I think it was a good move to bring him back. Um, he's in a fight for his spot. I really wanted to see him in San Diego, just get him used to uh, playing in North America, get him playing a. a a ton of minutes each night and being that that number one goalie and let him adapt to that his game to north america and i i think we have a another gem in the future with this guy he, he lit it up over there and i think he's gonna do the same in san diego um stolars is you know he's he's that kind of x factor like we, we don't know if he's gonna be a capable backup goalie he didn't play too bad the game he played he did start um or he did play in anaheim i think it was once I remember he wasn't he wasn't too bad. He was, he looked okay. Um, I'd say give him the backup spot. I mean I I still shoot for Miller. I do. I'm a big Ryan Miller fan. Ever since he was in Buffalo, uh, I'm a really big Ryan Miller fan. 
I do hope he comes back, but it doesn't seem like it, it's going to be possible. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. You never know, but it, I think it's you know I think it would be more likely to see a Gibson and Stolarz kind of tandem when we come back and, and play. Yeah, that, that's the way I think as of now it looks like. But I'm with you too. I, I would definitely want Miller to come back. I'm not saying that. I just the way it looks right now, it doesn't doesn't look like he would necessarily come back to Anaheim. I don't think he retires for sure. Just to clarify that. But of course, I would want him back. You know. But there's just so much going on, so much in the air. And again, if there's no season, there's all that too. But if he doesn't, I, I think what Eddie and I are talking about is kind of how the Ducks will play it. We have a little bit of minor league news during this time too and some fan questions. So we'll go into that, kind of wrap it up, and then uh, a couple other general fan questions. But we have the uh, USA uh, Hockey Junior Team 2021. We had four prospects on there. Uh, the obvious one, Trevor Zegras is on there. Colangelo, Thrun, and Lacombe, they all made it. And then also the Ducks signed entry-level contracts for Jamie Drysdale and uh, Jacob Perot. So you got those to look for. And that kind of goes with some of the fan questions we have. We had uh, Jay uh, Paul Alvarez on Instagram asked, you know, how long before Zegras gets called up? So with this, um, he might play this season. I mean, it's a shortened season. I mean, he, he seems... You know, like uh, from Murray's comments at that uh, virtual uh, hockey hot stove, he said he's working really hard and, and he may get a couple games in there. I mean, uh, what do you think, Eddie? You think we'll see Zegras in Anaheim if there is a season in 2020? Well, the beginning of 2021? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% sure we will see him make his NHL debut in Anaheim next season. Now, is he going to play all the games? Probably not, but I, I can see him being called up. Uh, doing a few games here and there. Ducks have that, that injury bug, and hopefully that, that goes away, knock on wood. But but regardless, I can see him uh, come up, and, and w- we can get a little sample size on how he's how he's going to play, how his play style is going to be, and, and, and he can get uh, an idea of what things he needs to work on to to kind of elevate his game to be that top NHL player he's projected to be. Is it fair to just to throw him in there and expect him to go out there and and put up 30, 40 points? Absolutely not. Let him get used to, to playing in, in the best league in the world. I do hope he gets um, he gets more playing time in San Diego. Like I said before, he'll have more opportunity to play those big minutes and, and be that guy that the team can kind of lean on uh, for those, those high-intensity situation games. But I definitely can see him coming up. Maybe starting the season, playing a few uh, four or five games with the Ducks to just let him get a feel for it and then going back to San Diego and kind of kind of like working on the stuff that he needs to to elevate his game and prepare him to be a full-time regular in the NHL. I think that's the exciting part of next season. You know, if the Ducks, uh, you know, of course have one, I think Zegras is one of the big stories for everybody that are going to be excited to watch him come up and play. And I think, yeah, you will see him in a few of those games. We also had uh, Mike Grace on Instagram ask about the production from all these young guys and what we thought. And honestly, from last season, I wasn't really happy with the production of the young guys. I think uh, there's a lot that needs to you know, develop and, and get going with some of these guys. I think um, Sam Steele did okay. He had 22 points in 65 games. You had Troy Terry had 15 points in 47 games. But I think there's still room to grow. I, I mean, I, I'm still waiting for Max Jones to, to kind of blow up a little bit. I mean, he had 12 points, 8 goals. Not you know terrible, but kind of looking for more production from him. 
Comtois didn't play as many games, you know, kind of want him to kind of break out. I mean, he did have five goals in 29 games, which isn't bad. Uh, I, I look for him to go, you know, up from that. Of course, Isaac Lundstrom's another one we looked at. Uh, Sonny Milano, who we liked, that came across right in the trade. So I, I, I want more. I, I mean, that's just plain and simple. I, th- I mean, this next season, um, and it's kind of another, I guess I'll kind of throw this question in there too. It kind of goes with it. But, you know, asking about how we think the Ducks will do this season. We had William on Instagram uh, as well. And I, I think a lot of it depends on these young guys too, Eddie. I, I really think for next season whether it starts in the next couple months or it starts in October, the young guys need to uh, do better. I mean, just plain and simple. There's no other way around it. And as far as the Ducks season goes, I think that's really going to dictate it. Uh, next season, I don't have high hopes. Uh, I'm thinking the team's 500, maybe a little bit below that. I just, just an honest assessment of what we've seen right now. I don't I don't see them blowing it up uh, you know, and doing fantastic. If they do and I am wrong, I will be extremely ecstatic. I hope I am wrong. I hope they go out there and just destroy it and go 48 and, and zero if they play 48 games or, or whatever, which you know we, we know it won't happen. But with this team, it's a young team, a lot of young guys, and I, I really think that they're going to have to dictate what's going to happen here. I mean, we've got you know we improved the defensive core, which Eddie and I talked we were concerned about. Still got to worry about special teams though on both sides. Power play, oh my God, good Lord, the you know powerless play, um, the penalty kill, which you know here and there, but uh, it, you know they got to work on those things, and the young guys got to get going. Uh, I mean that, that's that's the way I look at the season and how it, how it will turn out for the Ducks is will these young guys be able to score and and score you know on a consistent basis? I, I just don't know right now, Eddie. That is my expectation for next season, too. Yeah, I, I, you're right. I agree with you. I've been watching this game for so long. We both have. Watching and analyzing, this is not a championship-caliber team. And if, if you think that, we're not being negative. We're, we're not just trying to bash the Ducks. We're, we're sitting here giving our honest, analytical opinion. It, it just doesn't make sense. Now, what I like to see from the Ducks is I want that power play to improve. I really like... Do something that you're not used to. Like I joked around before to put Holzer on the power play. And didn't he score when they they transitioned him on the power play to last season or something just at a flute goal? But they needed something different. And obviously our young guns really need to step up. I think one of the main problems too with the Ducks is too, Mike. I don't know if you you have anything to chime in. I think that the the team kind of lacks the identity that they don't have a true superstar to build the team around. Uh, their superstar is Gibson, but you really can't build a, a team around a goalie. His his job is just to stop pucks, stop pucks, stop pucks, stop pucks. That's it. Uh, we're just kind of lacking that team. Uh, kind of like you know who, who are we going to build off of? Like you have over there Edmonton Oilers, they have McDavid to build off of, and you have Colorado, you have McKinnon, uh, you have over there uh, Tampa Bay, have Kucherov. You have those kind of players that are superstar players that the team can build around and you can build from there. Hopefully Zegris uh, becomes that player that the Ducks can build around and he becomes that superstar, the next superstar the Ducks desperately need. Uh, it's, it's just, for right now, I want to see the Ducks improve. They improved from the season before, from last season, and this season my expectation is for them to improve, especially on the power play, especially with the young guns. Like They have to get out there and they have to start – you know, stop gripping that stick too tight. Just make some, you know, keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Make some great plays. Don't be afraid to shoot the puck. Troy Terry uh, has an amazing shot, but it seemed like he just held on the puck a little too long. And I hope to see him 
uh, light it up. But each one of these rookies, the Terry, Steele, Comtois, Jones, they have to step up. They are going to be relied on heavily, and they have to make an impact in this game. I do know uh, Comtois has, has been skating a lot, uh, playing roller hockey. Um, if you guys haven't caught uh, what the Ducks posted, but he's been doing it for, for weeks. He was uh, over there playing at Pro Beach Hockey. He's been doing that. He did play uh, a rec league game in the top division in Corona's roller roller league. He played that a few weeks ago. Um, it was kind of funny. When I went to go play my beer league game, my buddy was saying, hey, uh, there's one of your boys from the Ducks. And I thought he was kidding. He said, yeah, number 96. I'm like, okay, you're just messing with me. It's like Charlie Conway. He goes, no, dude, it's one of the Ducks players. I didn't believe him at first, and then when I finally went to the rink and other people started talking about it, and one of the referee goes, oh, did you see Max Comtois? He was playing in the game before. So their team won. Uh, he didn't go crazy. He was obviously toning it down, but he had a few assists. I think that was kind of fun to see, but he's been seems like he's been putting in the work kind of to skate as much as possible, so that's good to see. Um, it, I, I'm excited for the Ducks to play, but I just, like I said, I want them to fix those little things, especially the young guns. They're the future of this team, and they're going to need to find their identity and kind of find a rhythm and start putting up points consistently. Yeah, you make two great points in, in there, Eddie. I think the the one is about the identity, which you and I have you know talked about that at nauseum on this team. How the lack of identity in the last couple seasons has been a problem. But I think the other part too is is the superstar part. And I think one of the issues for the Ducks that you know they've been victim of injuries, and I know other teams have it too. And I'm not just trying to make excuses, but I mean, you look at Ryan Kessler, right? He came in. And a two-way player, winning face-offs, fighting people, scoring goals, doing all the stuff. Um, you know, the Ducks got, you know, into the playoffs, you know, they bounced out. But, I mean, they, they people didn't want to play against Kessler. They had a guy that is up there in that level. And, unfortunately, all the injuries took a toll on him. He's gone. We had Patrick Eves. He came in out. You know, Dupree came in out. Not that those two are superstar. But, you know, we had some other things that could have made this team I think a little bit up there, like you said, but you're right. There is no like superstar McDavid on this team. I mean, you know, Getzloff's like, I guess the biggest name you would say right now, but he's also toward, more towards the end of his career, right? Um, so there isn't this like guy that there's currently on the team. It's like you said, it's going to have to come from this young group and, and who's going to bust out? Is it going to be Zegris? Is it going to be Comtois, Max Jones, Steele, Terry? Somebody's got to bust out here and be the, the the guy and i think a lot of people feel it's zegris so uh, definitely that's the part i am looking for this season i don't really care about the outcome how the ducks do if they if they lose every game win every game i mean i, I do but i'm more concerned about the development of the young players and how they do this season that that's what i'm really going to focus on when they play so um with that, we got, let's see, we got one more uh, fan question. And then I know one little thing that Eddie wanted to talk about that happened in the league on social media that was kind of funny. I'll let him uh, kind of go with that. But the one last other question we had, uh, we had Daniel ask us, Daniel Lowry uh, on IG, about if we would ever have a D1 college hockey team at Southern California. Um, you know, I didn't even really think about this. It was kind of an interesting off-the-wall question that Eddie had showed me. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. You know, I didn't anticipate this but you're right there isn't one <laughs> so i'm like okay uh i think that they would though um eddie and i talked about this before the show with everything going on with the uh the great park and, and you know obviously the development of all the hockey especially with the kings and the ducks and everything over the years going on i think they would get one eddie i don't know which school or whatnot but i i think it's just a matter of when not if 
Yeah, I believe so too. I think Arizona is the closest one that are listed as D1, like D1 independents. Um, yeah, I, I can see it. There's, there's a lot of opportunity, as Anthony Cirardelli uh, pointed out in his hockey writer's article. Um, they have the, the 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 great ice park at Five Point Arena that's really close by that can, that can hold a good venue for them to, to host the games like that. With this, uh, I think uh, not think, but the Anaheim Ducks high school hockey leagues has been having some success. They just got another player that was drafted. I I, I totally forgot which team he got drafted from, but it was a kind of a, a kind of a, a local boy that was kind of bred here. I think it's gonna uh, what's going on in Anaheim and with the OC vibe coming and more money for Orange County and with UC Irvine. I think there's a good chance that you know there could be some kind of D1 team in the near future, and I think it, it can attract some. Some higher skilled kind of Division One uh, type of players to come over here and play. I, and I I agree with Anthony's article. I think UC Irvine would probably have the best chance of, of getting one, especially with the great park ice at Five Point Arena. That's a stadium right there that can be used uh, regularly and it can hold. I think it was written an article about twenty five hundred spectators. So I haven't been there yet. Unfortunately, when they had that rookies tournament, I I got sick. So I couldn't make that, uh, which was like the the only time I, I get sick once a year. That's it always hits. Usually it hits certain times, but others it hits different times. And unfortunately, during that tournament, I got sick, so I couldn't make it. But I, I really want to go and see it. But I think uh, for a D one college in the near future, yeah, it's a definitely a possibility. Yeah, I've been to that great park, and I mean, it's been, I've been there a couple of times. It's fantastic. So they have the location, and everything set up for it. So like I said, I, I think it's just a matter of, of when it'll happen. Uh, the only real like league news is like I mean we covered what's going on in the beginning of the show right get you guys up to speed but the only kind of entertaining thing I guess uh, recently and I didn't even know this because I, I wasn't really I don't really pay attention to Evander Kane as much but uh, <laughs> I guess Evander Kane decided to challenge YouTuber Logan Paul uh, to like a boxing type match and uh, I'll let Eddie run with it because I, I didn't see all this until recently and <laughs> I just think it's kind of funny but uh, you want to just share the little um, back and forth I guess that they had on social media Eddie yeah I don't care about Kane or I don't care about Logan Paul either they're both kind of irrelevant to me but you know what I'm so bored so when little hockey thing like this pops up and I think you guys saw it too it blew up I think Robin Leonard for, was the first uh, one that posted saying I would uh, F this guy up and then Vander Kane started going at him, and then uh, YouTuber Logan Paul came back, and they're just going back and forth. Uh, Logan Paul's asking who, like who's that guy? Like does he even fight? And like it, it was just funny, entertaining news. It was so stupid, but we're so deprived of hockey that we just like latch on to whatever. Uh, I guess whatever news that pops up. Well, like Logan Paul did agree to fight Kane. Unfortunately, that's not going to go through. As much as I would love to see Kane get his ass kicked, especially for uh, him throwing his hand and choking out women at bars. Um, I guess Logan Paul's going to f- uh, fight Floyd Mayweather now. So they both announced an upcoming fight. I didn't know this guy like was that good of a boxer. Apparently he was a like an all-star wrestler too, not just, you know, he's not just a I guess a YouTuber. There's more to him than that. But regardless, it was still funny and one thing too that just popped up the other day, I just in my mind, Mike, and we didn't talk about it before, but I guess I don't know if you saw on I, I guess the hockey reposted it. I think it was a a, a news station in Buffalo. Or no, I'm sorry, uh, Boston was interviewing about the weather conditions and the snow, and they interviewed Jerome Genla as a random person talking about the snow. And 
It's just for a Boston news I, I, for a Boston news organization, and they had again Laplay on their team, and they didn't know who he was. I thought that was kind of funny <laughs> that they just kind of thought they were just kind of interviewing Mr. Joe Blow, nobody. But it turns out you're you're interviewing a hockey Hall of Famer. <laughs> that is kind of random, but you're right. Like we've been so depressed with, uh, you know, just no hockey news and and. And or, or deprived, I guess is a better word, or maybe depressed and deprived. Yeah, I guess both. I you know either one works. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that is kind of funny to see that. And you're like, oh hey, there he is, right? So um, yeah, I it was just it's something funny to look forward to. But it's going to end up, like you said, being Mayweather instead. So if any other things pop up, we try to throw it out there on the social media. But one little thing we'll end with. Obviously, Christmas is coming up and New Year's. And this is all Eddie's uh, idea at the end here. And I thought it was good just to kind of finish the show on this kind of a funny thing, I guess, or heartwarming or whatever, or whatnot. But talking about uh, hockey gifts you get for Christmas and uh, things that some people told us. Like, I guess one of the fans told us, you know, they got a Charlie Conway sweater, which would be a pretty good one. Um, and there's a couple of others on here I'll let Eddie talk about. But, uh, uh, you know, I, th- I think it's interesting what, like, what kind of presents you're going to get. Uh, you know, for the holidays. For me, I remember, uh, you know, going back in time, getting, you know, Mighty Duck stuff um, for Christmas, different, you know, hats and jackets and jerseys and things like that from my, my mom and my dad, uh, you know, the mid-90s, late 90s. Um, th- those were presents that I got, and I always I always loved it because, you know, back then it's just being a teenager and really getting into the sport. So I didn't have anything like, you know, I don't know, uh, super memorable. I just remember it being Mighty Duck themed uh, things. But Eddie, I know there's a couple others on here you wanted to talk about or maybe some that you had gotten uh, as well over the holidays in the past years. Yeah, I think my favorite hockey gift I've ever received was it was a uh, like an old hot or it was like a, one of those plastic hockey nets I got when I was, I want to say 11. It, it, it was more special because my mom was, uh, she worked a lot. And unfortunately, she wasn't there for Christmas because she had to work. But my brother was, and he—that was a gift he got me. And he—he he not only just got me that that net, but he took me to the local park on Christmas Day. He set up net, and we were just playing hockey together. And that was the first time I've ever like kind of played hockey with my brother besides him shooting the puck at me when I didn't expect it just to mess around. But it was fun. I remember uh, we took—he got Jack in the box. We had like a little picnic together, and we played hockey with that little net. I had that net for the longest time, and then finally. It wore out, and I kept taping it, and it wore out, and it finally just gave out. But I think that was the best Christmas hockey gift I've ever gotten. W- one fan posted that they're getting a coaster set that from all the goals from the comeback on Cadella and also a Max Jones autographed rookie patch. I think that coaster set would be freaking awesome. I wish I was this, this fan's relative or friend, whoever's going to get that, is going to be really one happy person. And I, I, I can't wait. I hope they, that this fan posts the video of it because I think the excitement of that gift is going to be really good. Another fan, too, which was kind of funny, said his fan, uh, his brother's a Kings fan, so he's not getting anything, even though he did get him a Ducks polo. You know what? Good for you. Don't get that Kings. You know what? Get him that DVD your Mike was talking about, the Stanley Cup DVD. Like We talked offline about that. I think that would be funny and say we won it first uh, just to blow his mind. But that was a pretty good one. I did get a, my buddy... Uh, I mean, he mentioned before he wanted a, one of the new Ducks jerseys, so I, I went ahead and bought him one of those. Um, a Reebok one, so it saved me some, some money, but he doesn't care. He just wants the, the, that new black with the with the D in the middle on it. 
Um, one thing too, I'm doing this year. And if you guys want to, if I inspire you guys, if you can, I know times are kind of hard, but I do want to give back and I want to give something to the OC animal shelter. I did want to get them little toys for all their dogs, but it doesn't seem like it'd be like the right move to make with COVID and everything. So I'm going to try to just go through their list of what they need donation wise. And I'm going to go and buy that and give that to them. And I want to give back to the animals. You guys know I'm a big animal person. I think uh, that's the least I can do. Um, the work has been good, so I, I feel I, I can I can afford to to bless you know OC Animal Shelter and the their animals that are going to be stuck in those cages for Christmas and not really having family and they're just kind of just right there. So I think that's one thing that I want to do a give back. So hopefully that inspires other people. I mean, even a dollar if you guys can donate a dollar to OC Animal Care, every dollar adds up. So. But yeah, it should be a fun Christmas. Uh, I can't wait to to ungift the. I can't wait to ungift the presents I bought myself too. I know that sounds funny, but I felt like it was important for me to like reward myself for kind of turning this year around and kind of making it more positive than I did in the beginning of the year. So especially health wise, but yeah, it should be it should be fun. And Mike too, you know what your your gift. I'm not gonna really go into it. It's something small, but I think it's gonna be memorable and it's gonna be funny. And I kind of want to see a video of you opening that, but you know, I'll be there. I'm not going to mail it to you, so I'm pretty sure I'll see you around that time, so I can give it to you in person. But I'm looking forward to you posting that too on on, on social media and and fans getting to see uh, of that gift. Uh oh, I, I don't know what what it's going to be. I have to see, but yeah, we, it's good. It, you know, I bought you goalie pads, bro. Welcome <laughs> to the team. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll walk into a bar and take some beer or a shot drink and post the video. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, somebody did that before. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I bet we'd get probably, what, 10 times the amount of uh, people trying to support on Patreon to see you do that. That'd be awesome. I would even jump on there and increase my Patreon uh, monthly dues. Yeah, we could we could both walk in together. <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, you know what? We, we are wearing masks and personal protection equipment. So that That is true. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we got to get together. It's been too long, unfortunately, with everything going on. But, yeah, we will for sure. Um, the Christmas presents, I laugh. I, I like that one with the comeback on Catella. You could probably make that and, and send it to an Euler fan to piss them off, you know. But oh, but you no, probably that, that would that would just yeah. But you man, probably would set you, them over the edge. But you probably want to keep it for yourself. You want to give it to them. But yeah, I did joke about sending any Kings fans the Duck Stanley Cup video, uh, you know, the DVD, and tell them we won it first. That's another funny one. Or, or you know, buy any Kings fan Duck stuff. I mean, just as a joke. I mean, you know that they're probably throw it away or whatever but you know sometimes it's fun just to to do things like that i have a couple friends that i can joke around like that and it's not it's not a serious thing you know it's all a jest or whatnot so oh yeah we go back and forth to my my group hockey ch- chats because half of us are kings fans half of us are ducks fans and you have those uh, outliers that are just like chicago or philadelphia but one, once we start going and you can tell who's drinking and who's not because there's one time, uh, this one guy, he's like, he's probably the oldest guy on our team. He's like in his 60s. He goes, yeah, there's, I got to block you guys because uh, my wife one day, uh, I left my phone in there and she starts uh, calling me back to the room. She's like, your phone keeps going off. He looks down. There's like 70 something messages of us just talking crap back and forth to each other. <laughs> so it's like he'll block, he'll block for the majority of the time, but he'll just open it up during games. Like, and he can say that he's coming. So it's just funny how we just go back and forth. And no matter what, we'll say the same things, the same arguments. And we just, Kings fans are right, Ducks fans are right. And then you have like the Philadelphia fan in the corner saying, oh, please don't involve me into this. I had nothing to do with this, but we still get him in, start talking crap about him too. 
Those are the best. The, you know, when you have someone else that, you know, they like a different team and you guys can go back and forth, but it's all in jest. That's like the best. I, I love it. I mean, I'd rather have all my, uh, you know, friends be the fans of the same team, which obviously most of them are. But it's fun when you can do stuff like that. And I do have a couple friends that are Kings fans uh, and I can joke around with them. So always a good time. Uh Thanks for hanging in there with us. This show is really, really long, which we, we kind of figured it would be since it had been a while. Um, we appreciate all the fan questions, all the support. Like we said, we're doing the Wild Wing giveaway. Check out uh, social media for that. We'll have more giveaways. We'll have stuff for Patreon people too if you want to sign up there and get specific stuff and everything. I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Um, you know, Let's look forward to 2021 and getting some hockey back. Um, and, and that's it. Just wrap up the show. You know, stay safe, stay kind, uh, and, and, you know, love one another. And, uh, you know, in the future soon, let's go Ducks.